0: Welcome to another Inside Lyme podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Cameron. In this podcast, I will be discussing four patients who develop post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome, also called PTLDS. I first read about these cases in the journal Diagnostic Microbiology and Infectious Diseases by Wormser and colleagues. Wormser and colleagues set out to prove that 14 days of amoxicillin would be safe and effective. Twenty-four adult patients with an erythema migraine rash were included in a study. All patients had a positive test for Lyme disease by culture or C C6 Lyme enzyme immunoassay. All patients were prescribed 14 days of amoxicillin. Two were treated with additional antibiotics. Now, the EM rash cleared in all 24 subjects, but this is not a surprise as the erythema migrans rash typically clears without antibiotic treatment, none of their 24 patients were left with objective findings, which are typically defined as Bell's palsy, Lyme arthritis, heart block, or meningitis. But four of their 24 patients remain ill. On follow-up, they were diagnosed with post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome, or PTLDs. Wormser and colleagues define PTLDs. As, quote, subjective symptoms attributed to Lyme disease that had persisted continuously or intermittently for at least six months following completion of antibiotics. So they're referring to subjective symptoms. Now, Wormser and colleagues did not describe the symptoms or the loss of function that's seen in PTLDS. Now, researchers at John Hopkins reported that patients with PTLDS suffered from severe fatigue impaired cognitive function, pain, and poor function. Wormser and colleagues did not report symptoms important to Lyme disease patients. The list includes fatigue, poor sleep, headaches, lightheadedness, neck and joint pain, muscle pain, and paresthesias. Paresthesias refer to numbness and tingling or a pins and needle sensation. Nor did worms or colleagues describe other complications of Lyme disease important to patients. This list includes Lyme encephalopathy, Lyme neuropathy, postural tachycardic syndrome which is called POTS, or POTS, pediatric acute onset neuropsychiatric syndrome also called PANS, some people used to call that PANDAS, and neuropsychiatric Lyme disease. Wormser and colleagues did not suggest additional antibiotic treatment for these four patients with PTLDS. He appears to consider PTLDS as a syndrome rather than a persistent infection. Yet there is no reliable test to prove a persistent infection is cleared. There is growing evidence that Lyme disease or co infections can persist in some patients. That evidence was not addressed in their paper. Some doctors remain reluctant to consider additional antibiotic treatment for a patient with PTLDS. What questions does these cases raise? How effective is a 10-day, 14-day, or 20-day course of antibiotics for early Lyme disease at preventing symptoms and complications of Lyme disease? And what is the best treatment to prevent PTLDS and other complications of Lyme disease? Thank you for listening to another Inside Lyme podcast. You can read more about these cases in my show notes and on my website at danielcameronmd.com. As always, it is your likes, comments, reviews, and shares that help spread the word about Lyme disease. Until next time on Inside Lyme.